Music pastors are the same everywhere. They stretched that music to fill so many hours. Mm. Just reminded me of Reverend Yang. The Lord be praised because we just know that by His grace, He will continue to love us and to direct us in the right way. Church, we are going to speak on something that um, uh, is so necessary in order for us to act as we should. When it comes to practicing our Christian ways, the life that we live, the life of commitment that Christ expects from us, because the demand that he has upon us is so simple. As soon as I announce that I will be giving the retiring offering for the Lydia's uh, bless, blessing over had prepared the bags. And I said to myself, huh? you think it's money I've come to collect? The thing about it is that uh, that can stay till the end of the service because it's retiring, retiring offering. So we we'll still have it, okay? Church, kindly pray with me. Father, we pray that you speak in accent loud and clear. And by your grace, Lord, we will not miss the point that you want us to take away today. Lord God Almighty, we ask that in the name of Jesus, our lives will become better. And Lord God Almighty, you will be proud of us. And Lord, it shall not be short-lived. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In the passage read to us, especially Luke 9 verse 23. Jesus gave a conditional sentence in that he started that passage with if anyone, if anyone, and if there is nobody that actually will follow me, oh, let it be. But I know that what actually I've come to give to you is by far more worthy than what the world can ever give in that particular statement, if anyone, the truth about Christianity is brought alive. Christianity is not a religion of force. It is not a thing that we go out and say, you must become a Christian or else, huh? I'll cut off your head. Christ is not looking for people who will be forced to worship him. The worship that he receives from the angels in heaven and the saints who have gone before us are more than enough for him. And therefore, he comes to us and says, hey, I will not force you. It will not be 
a thing of do it or die. You remember very well if you are actually um, interested in Christian history. The crusaders who took it upon themselves in the year 1092 or 96 to around 1270 got the message of Christ all wrong. They were conquering cities and making them to embrace Christianity by force. Whoever would not embrace Christianity, they killed them. I told you some time ago that ISIS is not something that actually just started. Christians had gone to that era too before. But God, God saved us. Christianity is about love. It's about grace. It's about the mercy of God. A way of life that when you see people walking in it, you will actually know that these people have found God. Not a thing to force on the throat, in the, inside the throat of anybody. And I know that when you look into our world today, you will see that there are so many things wrong, especially in our churches. I'll give an example of what Christ did in his ministry, apart from the fact that when his followers left him, he did not force them to come back. He even turned to his disciples and said, will you go too? Now, in the Bible, we have the story of the rich, young ruler. The three synoptic gospels wrote about it. And it can be found in the book of Luke 18, from 18 to, 20, or to 30, or Mark 10, 17 to 27, or Matthew 16 to 22. Here we see this man who ran to Jesus and was actually asking, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? I have everything that the world can offer, but I see that something is, is missing in me. And the Lord told him the truth. You say that you have kept all the laws since you were youth. One thing you lack. And that theme is the breaking of the first commandment. You shall have no other God before me. You have made your possession to possess you. Go and sell all you have. Give to the poor. And come and follow me. Now you will see that Christ did not make it compulsory for him. He gave him a wonderful advice. And it was for him to take it or leave it. The Bible tells us that the man went away sorrowful because that which actually has been told was too heavy for him to bear. When you have decided to follow Jesus to enjoy your decision, you are required to give your total commitment. I can see laxity 
and no commitment in the lives of so many people who call themselves Christians today. If you check through their background, I believe that you notice that indeed something must be wrong concerning their background. The reason why they cannot commit themselves totally to the worship of God and to the service of God can actually come from so many reasons, but I'll mention three. One, they were born into a Christian home and they have made Christianity a family religion. Another reason is this. They were forced by their parents to be baptized and therefore it was not their decision to actually go that way. And third, they were cajoled by Christian preachers. Smooth words of A, come to Jesus. After you have come to Jesus, everything will be all right. You just see your life put in place. Until the decision to follow Jesus Christ is your own personal decision, you can never be committed. We came to church this morning when I was telling um, Reverend Oyeni, by the way, you see Onyeni in the, in the, in the bulletin. It's not Onyeni. We ebonized it. Sorry about that. I said, thank God for the number of people that we see coming so early for the worship. It's been long since I saw it that way. But the truth of the matter is this. Until you come personally to Jesus to acknowledge him as your personal savior and lord, you cannot, you cannot really face this demand. Now, what are Christ's demands to those who are his? That passage says, deny yourself. Deny yourself. Deny of yourself. Of what? You must deny yourself of your dignity you must deny yourself of your will you must deny yourself of your position you must deny yourself of your possession you must deny yourself of your power seeking ambition you must deny yourself of your very life In the book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I live, I live in the, that I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Also, you find in 
Philippians chapter 3 verse 8, Paul said, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ as my Lord. For whose sake I have left, I have lost all things and consider them garbage that I might gain Christ. Children of God, to come to this point in life, you will know that indeed the way Paul was saved was by far different from, uh, you know, the way we were. We encountered Jesus. He knew the person that he met on the way to Damascus. And he was able to actually give everything, everything else. If you still hold on to your prestige, if you're still holding on to your academic excellence, if you're still very much attached to your IQ to the point that you think that you know everything in everything and you're doubting the claims of Jesus Christ as written in the Bible, I tell you what, you still have a long way to go. Christ cannot appeal to you. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says, what do you have that you have not been given? And if you know that you have been given what you have, then why do you boast? It is the gift of God. All I seek after, says Paul in verse 10 of Philippians chapter 3 is that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. After the denial of self comes the taking up of your cross daily. And I submit to you the sayings of Paul again in Romans chapter 8 verse 36. For your sake we are killed all day, all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. In following Christ we may have to face a lot of persecution a lot of rejection, a lot of intimidation, a lot of insults, uncalled for difficulties, and even death. Because we know that it is better for us to suffer all these things for the sake of Christ. Let me remind you of Paul's credentials of suffering as recorded in 2 Corinthians 11 from verses 22 to 33. Please, when you go home, can you read it? There's no time now. You will see that indeed what you think you have suffered for the sake of Christ is nothing. And in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 11 to 13, Paul said, 
for this is a faithful saying if we died with christ we shall also live with him if we endure we shall also reign with him if we deny him he also will deny us if we are faithless he remains faithful for he would never and can never deny himself the dying is a daily thing it is not a once and for all thing it is an experience that you go through every time you want to live right for Christ but the joy of it all is that victory is on our side a joy and peace can never be taken away from us do you want to live a godly life the Bible says that you must face persecution if you face persecution Christ said be of good cheer I have overcome the world in order for us to actually get this right you will see that the claims or the demands of Christ are not empty demands he will not ask you to do what he has not done and we need to know this by the grace of God the Christ that we serve has demonstrated his love his commitment for us is total package of grace upon us number one he created you and because he's your creator i believe that you need to know this and not see yourself as ugly or as not meeting the standard of the world know this in your heart and embrace it with every ounce of faith that actually you may have you were created fearfully and wonderfully then again the bible tells us that christ left all of his glory to come down to this sinful world for you and for me he left all he emptied himself of all the glory except for love so he came down for you and for me if someone would do that if a king will leave his palace and go to the ghetto guess what the thing about it is that everybody in that ghetto in that rough area or whatever uh, low standard area will begin to love that king for thinking about them and coming so low from his throne to come but the lord god almighty left his throne of glory in order to come down to earth then again the bible says that he faced jerusalem with commitment without any fear without considering the shame for you and for me so the demands that is demanding from us cannot in any way be compared to what actually he has done he died for you he died for me then again the bible tells me that he is now interceding on my behalf by the sight of the father of god almighty interceding pleading my case pleading my cause i'm making god to know that hey i'm only 
frail and human. Have mercy. Have mercy. Don't look upon his sin. Have mercy upon him. Then the Bible tells me that, hey, he has gone to glory to prepare a place for me. Why wouldn't I commit myself to this wonderful creator, wonderful savior, wonderful Lord, and say that all that I am, all that I have, everything belongs to you. My time belongs to you. My wisdom, if I can call it mine, belongs to you. Anything that actually I call mine must be yours. And therefore, I will not in any way be begged to serve you. I will not wait until people push me to do what is right. You see the choir, church, a lot of you can sing, but you say you don't have time for practice and therefore you will not come. This place should be filled. We shouldn't beg you. We shouldn't. You have no service for the Lord. You are just folding your arms and you are actually enjoying yourself as uh, let my comfort zone not be touched. May I say this to you? I pray that you meet with Christ and then you know that indeed he deserves your all. Your all. Every one of us here present, you have a gift if you're in Christ. You have a gift. The Lord deposited it into you. Are you burying it? Or you're using it? At least a gift. And some of us have a lot of them given to us by God according to the discernment of the Holy Spirit. According to the desire of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to use them so that the kingdom of God be so grounded, established, and full of blessing. If you do it, it is for your own benefit. If you fail to do it, you'll be the one to suffer the loss. I pray that when the master will come, you'll not be found empty. You'll be saved though, but the Bible says that it will be like passing through fire. Do you want to experience hell before you get to heaven? Continue to fold your hands. But if you want to go to the Lord and be with him and reign with him, oh, why don't you be committed? Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, sometimes we see ourselves as having arrived to the point that, Lord, we are ashamed to proclaim you. We are even ashamed to identify with you. But, Lord, your word tells us that whoever is ashamed of you before men, 
of such you'll be ashamed of before your father who is in heaven oh father remind us of these things that we will not forget and lord god almighty we pray that the word that we hear from your pulpit sunday after sunday and even during the midweek service will not stand against us on the day of judgment almighty god we pray release us from ourselves for lord god almighty we have imprisoned ourselves to thinking that we are more important than what we ought to be lord god almighty we pray release us oh free us from this prison and teach us oh lord our father and our god your way that by your grace lord the church of god will not lack the services of your children by your grace lord will not be begging people to do one thing or another but they will do it freely because they know that you are the owner of everything eternal father you are building your church and we pray that we'll be part of the building that you're building part of the body of christ never ashamed to stand for him so as we go now lord god almighty impress your word upon our lives that lord god almighty there will be changes from today on your church will rejoice greatly for this take us home lord and let this week be a wonderful week for us to our father will come back with testimonies and Lord God Almighty, the people around us will know that only you must have done it. Thank you, Father, because we know that, Lord, this week is good for us already. We go in your name. Whoever is traveling, safety will be your portion. Whoever has a project to do, the Lord God Almighty will see you through. Above all, you will not forget to serve him. For he is worthy of your service. This we ask through Jesus Christ alone.